Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. Your whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain. And because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed. And lately, they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain. All right. Welcome to season two of the Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain podcast. Yep. Season two. Here we go. 2021. What up? No different than 2020. Not so far. No. (laughs) Things are still going on. COVID's still going on. Same old, same old. Yeah. I mean, people were like, oh, 2021, it's going to be so much better. But things are still the same. We still have. All the vaccines to get out. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, everything in the news that you hear, it's still going on. It's very true. Yeah. So, yeah. But we have a new series for you in season two. New season, I should say. New season. Mm-hmm. New exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. So, why don't you do our intro and lead us in? So, you're tuned in to the Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain podcast presented by Limitless Broadcasting Company. Make sure you go to limitlessbroadcasting.com and check that out. We are your hosts, Robbie and Sammy, and we're here still sharing our story about Robbie's chronic pain issues and what it's like to deal with that. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Still here. <laughs> Now it's season two, so here we go. Mm-hmm. So in this episode, we're actually going to talk about something that happened a year ago to you when we unexpectedly found you admitted into the hospital for a week. Yes. And basically what it was like. Now, mind you, this is pre-COVID. Yes. So we're going to kind of talk about the experience, although I feel like it's... It was just before COVID. Yeah, so I feel like it was, technically there was probably COVID around. but right. we just didn't know about it. Right, it wasn't a thing yet. Yet. Officially. So we kind of just made it under the radar with that. But we'll do an updated kind of version later this year. And we'll get into why I'm saying that. After March, we'll do a little update. But I still think this is really relevant to talk about because... 
when this happened, we were not expecting to go to the hospital that day. We were not expecting you to be admitted to the hospital that day. No, we were not. So it's it's definitely a different experience when you're thrown into it versus it's a planned trip. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of what we want to talk about too, the how scary it was, the stress we went through, that we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know how long Robbie was going to be in the hospital and just that entire experience, which again was a year ago. It was in January 2020 right. that this happened. So it didn't really tie into the first season of the podcast because we were still kind of trying to establish everything. Yeah, right. I would say with the accident and whatnot. So that's why season two will get to kind of expand out a little bit more about things that have happened that are related to everything going on with you, pain, accident, medications, all that. But yep, yeah. So. And hopefully you guys have listened to season one. If not, definitely check that out. It's a banger. It's a banger. (laughs) You'll definitely appreciate it. For everybody that is dealing with chronic pain and yes. emotional pain, yes. you will definitely appreciate it. And then some of the things we reference this season, you know, like Dr. Thomas will still come up a lot. You'll kind of get more insight into him from last season, especially because in one of our episodes, we actually have an interview with him, right. which so, is one of my favorite things that we did last year. And we have more interviews coming up. We're yeah. trying to get more of my doctors to come on the show. When mm-hmm. you say, hey, will you come on a podcast? Doctors tend to freak out a little bit, but it's good promo for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to have a couple more of my doctors coming on the show. Mm-hmm. So. so with the whole hospital stay. So basically last year in January, Robbie was not feeling great. No, I was sick. Yeah. Sick, he, sick, sick. He had no appetite. And if he did eat, he threw up a lot of it. And he just constantly felt nauseous. Like we were pounding the nausea medicine into you over the counter medicines, prescription medicines, and you were still feeling sick. Yeah, I was basically living off of ginger ale. Yes. Crackers, saltine yes. crackers, and popsicles. Yes, that's right. You were getting a lot of popsicles at this time. Right. And because that's you the could eat it. The so. only thing I could keep it down. And to, not to be gross, but if it were to come back up, it would taste better. Yeah, that's really disgusting, but it's a truth. So right. thank you for sharing that. Just, you want to know the truth yes. on this podcast. So also at that time, he had gained a significant amount of weight to the point where it was noticeable. Right. So you can look at him and you can physically see that he had more weight weight gain. And he was complaining a lot that his like abdomen, his stomach was hurting, so that day we went to Dr. Thomas, that was one of the main things you were talking to him about was, you know, I have all this pain and I've been sick and I'm not feeling good. So Dr. Thomas kind of started to check you out, but we really didn't even do the appointment. Right. Because he was like, you know, that, that, you might have appendicitis. And that's the day I was actually on his table getting checked out mm-hmm. and I got sick mm-hmm. and I ended up throwing up during my appointment. Yeah. We were in the bathroom trying to figure out what was going on, and he just was like, oh, I think you should go to the hospital. Let me call the one in Kissimmee, and I'll give them a heads up, but I'm going to send you down there to get checked out and see what's going on. And it was just like, oh, my God, okay, we're going to get in the car, and we're going to go. And, yeah, it was 
that already was setting the tone for the my my the week. stomach hurts so bad though like mm-hmm. i i was in so much pain i remember when we were driving there i was hunched over in the car yeah That's it how was much terrible pain i was in yeah so i just remember like okay i have no idea where we're going we just we're just gonna get in the car and go yeah put it in the google maps and just took off and we got there and the the like waiting room was not overly packed with people but they did seem to have a lot of people in the back right where they were actually like the triage Man, we were there say. ever yeah and what i remember i don't remember what time we got there but were, it was like late afternoon I right think. it was late afternoon mm-hmm. they checked us in yes and they were doing my vitals and everything and i was complaining about my stomach yes and they gave me a thing of morphine. Yeah. Yeah. The the nurse practitioner, I think, who was seeing you, she gave you morphine. And I I remember being like, dude, is this stuff actually going to take, like, kick in? Yeah. It, it Time went by and he was like, there is no difference I'm in my life in right lot, now. I'm still it's in a lot of pain, but you gave me morphine. So exactly. when is this going to take in or mm-hmm. kick in? And they, they sent you back to do some CT scans, I think. That's what they had you do the first day. If I but that right. was way later. Like, no, 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 no. They sent you back that night because that's when right. They like the liver thing. When they admitted me, mm-hmm. they sent me de- back for CTs. You, you went for something while I was still there because you disappeared, and then I just had to like awkwardly wait around for you to come back. Okay, so maybe it was a CT scan. I you I think you went for two, but I was there for like one of them. Okay, I think. Because I, I do know you were gone, and I'm just sitting there texting my mom, who's in the other waiting room, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. They took him back for something, and he said his pain isn't any better, and they gave him morphine and all this stuff. And basically, when they came back, they said they didn't really see anything from that scan, the whatever the first one was, significant. But if you wanted to be admitted, they could admit you and continue to do further tests and have some other doctor see you in the morning right? outside of the ER. So... But there that, was that, that was way later though. We were don't you remember? No, some, that was like at eleven at night when we right. were making this decision. So like, that's why I'm saying we got there like mid afternoon because I didn't get back to the room until like one, yeah, two in the morning. Yes, mm-hmm. it was crazy. So and you had to leave because you thought you had to work. Yeah, I'm like I felt so bad because I'm like literally sending a message to the scheduler and I'm telling her. Oh my gosh, you know, he's here at the hospital. I think they're going to admit him. And, you know, is there any way I can get the next day covered because I was supposed to go into work? And, and she got back to me really fast. And then in the morning, I, you know, verified when I got up to see if she had covered it. And so shout out to her for helping me out because she said, Yeah, I've got someone that can come in today. You can have the day off. Big shout out to her. Yeah. Yeah. And then she actually would check in with me during the week because I ended up taking the entire week off. Right. And it was almost like a day at a time. Because she said she had a pharmacist looking for hours, and he would just take whatever shifts. So I kind of said, uh, you know, midweek, I was like, you know what, just give him the rest of my shifts for the week. Because I think at this time, we were still splitting days. So I had a right. lot more shifts during the week. Like, now I work longer shifts and less days during the week. But then we were working almost every day on a split shift. So she kind of was like, you know, he'll take them. And I just said, you know what, just give it to him. Because I don't know what's going on, and all of this is overwhelming and it's taking forever and yeah it just seemed easier at that point i remember when they actually wheeled me back they wheeled me back into the emergency room mm-hmm. and they put me on a, a bed mm-hmm. in the hallway while you're waiting to get your room while i was waiting to get my room yeah and 
the guy they put me next to was like freaking out about his leg. Mm-hmm. Like his leg was all busted up. And I'm sitting on the side of my bed looking around because I'm nervous. I'm just like, oh, man. God, and he was by himself on? at this I'm point. by myself because yeah. she had to leave. Mm-hmm. And this guy is freaking out about his leg. And he's like, told one of the nurses, he was like, you better call the police because I'm going to freak out. I'm going to start hitting people. I'm going to start oh shooting gosh. people. And with the, with the quickness, there were like 10, 15 police officers around me. So... They're around his bed, and I'm, mm-hmm. like, right in front of him. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, how is this happening to me? Like, I'm literally stuck. Mm-hmm. Nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I want to go back to jail so I can get better health care. Oh, my gosh. And it was a long, complicated thing. But at the end of the day, like, the police ended up taking him. I mean, I guess he was just making threats, so they took him in, but it was so nerve-wracking to have that go on. I mean, I really was not getting any sleep because I was just nervous about, like, okay, are you in a room? What have they done with you so far? And then then, he's telling me there's, like, this crazy guy next to him in the hallway, and he just wants to get in his room. When I got in my room, I finally got into my room, and the girl next to me was yelling, they're trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. They're trying to kill me, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? So when I first got in there, you, you know, you're supposed to change into everything. I slept with everything on, my shoes, everything, because I was so ner- And I just curled up in a ball, and I was looking at the doorway, and I was like, I don't know what, what's going to come in through that door, so I just want to be ready. Mm-hmm. And that was like 2 a.m., yeah. Three. And then they came into my room and then they're like, oh, you got to get change out of everything. And then we got to bring you for a CT scan. Mm-hmm. So they did that. And that ended up taking forever. That was like an hour. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't get back to my room until like five. Mm-hmm. I finally got to sleep, and then doctors started coming in and waking me up and waking me right, up. Right, like early. Mm-hmm. Just to do some things and check on me. And that's when I, you found out that you could actually come back. Mm-hmm. Because I remember you texting me and saying, you know, your scheduler covered it. Mm-hmm. And you were on your way back. Mm-hmm. So for my first... Well, not my first, but for a while there, it was pretty touch and go with what's go- what was getting into the room and getting mm-hmm. situated, and it was definitely quite the drama-filled night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure in ER rooms, they that's typical. Yeah. They're, they're used to things like that. There's all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, my God, this guy's just going to start freaking out mm-hmm. and going after everybody. And I was not feeling right, and I was not in the position to actually be like, oh, I can defend defend myself mm-hmm. if I have to. But it was definitely a crazy night. Mm-hmm. COVID, pre-COVID procedures were different. Like, you could come into the room, no problem. Like, you could come to a lot of my appointments. Yeah, so when I when you came into the hospital... You had to be checked in at the front desk. So every day I had to get, like, my photo taken, and then they print a little tag out that said visitor on it. 
and then I would have the date. So every day I had to get a new one. Okay. Yeah, if I left the building and came back in. Because I think there was one day where I didn't actually leave, so I never got, like, a visitor pass for that day. Where did you go? I would go home to get a staff or... Oh, guys. And then you'd just come back. Yeah, because, you know, at the time, like, the first night you were there, we left you in the ER, and we went to Target to get you, like, a phone charger. Right, because I Um, left everything at home. Yeah, and I don't know if we got you anything else, but I know we got you at least a phone charger, maybe, like, some snacks or something. And then I came back the next day, but of course we didn't know how long you were going to be there. So I brought some stuff, but I know the following day I left because I think that's the day you went for the colonoscopy and endoscopy. Right. So I went home and I had lunch at home and then I grabbed some more stuff because obviously you were not going to be. Was it the second day? I thought it was, I think it was the third they, day. They blend together so much. I think the second day they just ran a bunch of tests on me. That might be right. I can't and remember. Every day was just took like. a lot of blood. Yeah. I and, do know there was that one day where she got like a million yeah, vials I mean, from you. They were very rude about it. I remember. Well, what, what, not all of them. There was one them. day that well, nurse was terrible. It was like five in the morning. We're dead asleep. And she comes in and flips on the light. And she's like, oh, I'm here to take your blood. And she had a nurse, another nurse with her, remember? And they were having just a loud, loud conversation. conversation. And I'm just like, dude. And all of the other ones, when they would come in and do the blood draws, they would be very quiet. They would knock on the door first. She didn't knock or anything. She just barged in. All of the other ones would knock gently and then be like, hey, I'm here to do your blood work today. And then they were very quiet and because it's early. Right. You don't want to be there. I and, mean, yeah. people forget, like, when you're admitted to, into the hospital – that room they meet you in, that's your home. Mm-hmm. You do everything there. Mm-hmm. You shower there. I mean, you eat there. You watch TV there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's your home. Mm-hmm. And it's like an invasion of private. I mean, you're already there. I mean, you're getting things prodded into you and ping- mm-hmm. pinged and prodded. And you're just like, dude, just give me a little bit of respect yeah i agree that was terrible but it was only that one morning right it was was only that one morning let's go into what pixie dust twins is going to be looking like there's a lot of fun stuff coming i think we basically have the entire year planned out january we are doing the fab five plus one which is it's the Fab Six, really? It's the Fab Six: <laughs> Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Pluto, and Goofy. And then February will be all about the love. So we're mm-hmm. going to be doing stuff about Disney weddings, which I think is going to be a lot of fun to research, mm-hmm. just because. And I'm very excited to talk about all of the different venues. Cinderella's carriage. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be so fantastic. We're also going to talk about like our favorite Disney couples. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a month of love. May. I'm so excited for May. May is the month of Star Wars because it's May the 4th be with you and Revenge of the Sixth. The Muppets deserve the entire summer dedicated to them. We're already thinking about our Halloween episode. It's going to be Tim Burton based. And then then we said we're going to do like a whole month on the Magic Kingdom and the 50th. We Mm -hmm. have everything planned and we are so excited for it. I remember they regulated my diet, mm-hmm. and the food was not that great. Like, no. they used to give me beef broth and chicken broth. Because mm-hmm, that's all you were allowed to have. And it was terrible. It had no salt. It was just basic. I I couldn't even finish it because it didn't have any mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah. 
I remember, like, I'm skipping ahead in the story, but when we were getting discharged, I wanted to see where the cafeteria was. Yeah, I have that in my notes. I said, Robbie never did get to try any of the regular cafeteria food. Laugh out loud. (laughs) Right. So when we were leaving. That was the last day. We didn't know what time we were going to get to leave. So I was literally like, well, do you want some food from down there? And then... We were like two seconds from trying to figure out what you wanted, and they're like, "Oh, hey, get dressed because you're leaving. <laughs> we're done with you." I was very happy when they were like, "Oh, oh we were ready to go." Yeah, then uh, at that yeah. point we were not going to stay for the food. No, we were just like, "Let's get in the car." I remember being there, and they would always uh, let give me two trays mm-hmm. because you were there. Mm-hmm. They brought me two things of food. It would take forever, though. Oh, you'd cafeteria. have to call way ahead to order your food. If you right. wanted it at any decent time. And and I remember, like, after I came back the first day, too, I was asking you, like, okay, do you want me to stay here with you or do you want me to go home and then come back? And remember how wishy-washy you were being at first? You're just like, well, whatever you want to do. And I'm like, I literally need you just to tell me what it is that you need right now. Right. Right. I do remember that. Yes. I'm just like, if you want me to stay, I will stay. And I think that was one of the reasons why maybe I left the second day was because I didn't really bring stuff for myself. Right. As much, so I'm like, well, I'm going to have to go home at some point and right. get my own stuff. But it was definitely, I mean, they did a crazy amount of tests on me. Mm-hmm. And I, like she said, I did a colonoscopy and I did a, a scope. Mm-hmm. That was definitely different. Were you knocked out for yeah. the scope as well? See, with my disc replacement, with the the doctor... Put my disc in wrong. So every time I go under in, well, a, in a steep, not it was crooked. We we don't know that because that's not every doctor, doctor has said has, that. Some doctors have told me with quotes mm-hmm. saying, "Yeah, that's true." Mm-hmm. So we're kind of fifty fifty, yeah. if we'd say. Mm-hmm. So every time I go into under anesthesia, I'm always worried that they're going to mess me up, mm-hmm. and I remember. When they were doing my scope and my colonoscopy, I remember saying, please don't hurt me when they were putting me out. I just mm-hmm. kept repeating it. Please don't hurt me. And the nurse kept saying, we won't. And I remember that's the last thing I said to her. Mm-hmm. Don't hurt me. And mm-hmm. I was gone. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, take it up. That's, this is your part of the story. So, I mean, I went in. So, they took him. I don't know what time it was at exactly but they took you back and they're like okay well he's gonna do the scope and the colonoscopy and everything and then we'll bring him back and i said okay so i knew i'd have some time because it's you know at the hospital and my mom's had taken a little while when she got hers not forever like yours but it had taken a little while so i had told you ahead of time i was gonna leave i was gonna go home get some fresh clothes things like that right eat lunch and then i was gonna come back so i did all that and i came back and you still had not returned and it was like four hours went by, and you still were not back. And so then somebody downstairs, wherever you were at, because I'm not even sure where you went, because I didn't go with you. I couldn't even they tell took you. you back. Yeah, I don't know. But someone from downstairs called my phone to tell me that you were done. But at the time, the phone rang, and it, the, you know, my phone was like, it's a Kissimmee number. I literally started freaking out because I was like, oh, my God, he didn't come back because he died. Something <laughs> happened to him. It's not funny. I I'm was sorry. so scared. It is not. 
I was so scared. Like literally, my like my I could just feel my heart drop, and I just was like like shaking. Like I was like probably about to have a panic attack because I was freaking out. So he left a voicemail, and I'm like, well, they probably don't leave voicemails for that, right? So let me listen to the voicemail, and it literally was just dude. This dude, he's just like, hey, this is whatever his name was, Derek. Something like and that. And I'm, I'm just calling to let you know that Robert's out of his procedure and we're just waiting on him to wake up. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. So I called him back right away. And I'm like, hey, you called me. <laughs> and, of course, the guy's just like, yeah, I was just calling to tell you he's done. But it's going to be a little bit longer because he's waking up. And if you wanted to go up to the room. And I'm like, I'm in the room. And he said, all right, well, then we'll see you in a little while. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> but it was such a roller coaster of emotions. I was literally, though, I was just like. Like, I could barely hold my phone because I was just freaking out so much. I was just like, he's never coming back. This is terrible. Oh, my God. Let me ask you. When they brought me back to the room, yeah, they wanted to transfer me to my the bed that I was sleeping in. Yeah. And they were they were trying to get have me get up and walk, correct? Yeah, I think so. And then one of the nurses came oh, in. Oh, one of your nurses. So, you know, when you're on the floor, you have nurses assigned to your room. Who right. are your caretakers? No, she came in and she's just like, you are not going to have him walk. Absolutely not. Like, she was mad. I briefly remember this because I rem- I had my gown open yeah. in the back. And I remember her walking in. And I was like, I better close my gown. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then they lined up my bed. Yeah. And they basically had you like scoot over yeah. It's like side by side, and mm-hmm. then they had me just scoot off. Oh, she was she was not having it. She's just like, you fools are not about to have him get up out of that bed when he just got done with that procedure. She's just like, no, no, no. I really appreciate that because... Yeah, those nurses were really great, actually. All of the ones on the floor. Right. Absolutely. All of them were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They, we, we liked all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They came in and gave me all my medications, and some of them were hard to take. <laughs> Oh my god! I just remember because when you when they come in, you when you get admitted into the hospital, they want to know all the prescriptions you're on mm-hmm. so they can keep administering them to you. And I'm on a lot of medications. Yes. And so they had to give me these right probably every six hours. I mean, it depends which medicine they were giving you. Like your pain medicine is about every six. Well, I don't know how often you were taking it that time. Maybe like every. Eight hours that time, but but I think they were also giving me pain pain medication in my IV as well. I don't even know everything that was going on. I would check because online you could see everything in your chart, so I made like an account and everything, and I would go in there and I would kind of see what was going on, so I could see your medicines and stuff. But sometimes they were a little slow to update those, right? So I don't I don't hundred percent even know the all. I know they were giving you something for your acid reflux, right? They would give you some nausea medicine if you asked for it. They were giving me stuff to make my stomach stop hurting. Mm-hmm. They were giving me a lot of other things, too. So much stuff that it's hard to recall. I know they weren't giving you, like, their ibuprofen they didn't give you. They held right. that. Right. Yeah. I just, I can't remember. There was a lot. Oh, yeah. It was an experience. It was, I mean, all the doctors were excellent. Mm-hmm. I have no complaints. They were very helpful. Mm-hmm. They were genuinely there to help me. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Because when from the time I got admitted, to, I ended up loosening up 
the more time I was in there, the yeah. less anxious I was. But when I first got in there, I was super anxious mm-hmm. just to be in there and around. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know the different procedures. Right. Do you remember the time that they let us let me come out of my room and we walked down to the vending machines at the other yeah, end of the Yeah, that hall. was one of the last days. Because they said I needed to, like, exercise or walk. Well, I think we asked if you were allowed to leave because they were like, well, right. you can't go downstairs. I think that was the rule. You weren't allowed to go down to the cafeteria, and they would know because you had, like, the the wristbands and right. everything. Because we were joking about trying to cover them up so you could go downstairs right. and see the cafeteria. But, yeah, the one of the the nurses, I think that was there, he was like... Yeah, you can go down the hall. There's, like, a little nice vending machine area because that's where some of the, the chemotherapy patients would wait. Right. So they had, like, a nice little vending machine and a little waiting area, so we wandered down there to go to the vending machines. I remember doing that. Do you remember why when we were there, I was talking to some of the doctors? Mm-hmm. I was like, what are you going to get today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm... Just chatting them up. Yeah. Clearly, they could see that I was a patient in the hospital. I mean, to help... To help the point, though, at that point, you did have, they let you put, like, your pants back on. Right. That I brought for you, and you had, like, your jacket on and stuff, so you didn't look super crazy when we were walking around. I mean, I remember Sammy going home and getting my sweatpants and jacket Mm -hmm. and everything, and I remember one nurse saying, oh, you can't do that. You can't wear your own stuff. But I just kind of ignored her and mm-hmm. did it anyway. Yeah, he did. I was, because I just wanted to wear my own stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I was in the hospital. The gown kept popping open. or And it I, was chilly. I, it was chilly. And every time I would move funny, the gown would pop open. Yeah. And I was just, I was ready to wear regular pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, we honestly, at that point, we didn't know how long I was going to be in there. Mm-mm. And so I was just like, I'm going to just start wearing my sweatpants. Mm-hmm. And while we were there, I had brought like card games for us to do. We read your dad's book. We, we spent did. a lot of time doing that. We actually, uh, I think we read it. Yeah, I think we finished it. Yeah. We would, we didn't really read it in order. We would kind of jump around a little bit, but we did do that together. And then we watched. Like Law and Order for a while. There are so many seasons of Law and Order. We were just thoroughly enjoying that, though. That when we found that on whatever channel it was on, they, we watched it for hours. They didn't have very many channels to watch. Yeah, which, when you when you found yeah. Law and Order, at least that's something you can just sit, mm-hmm. sit there and watch. Yeah, because there really was not much else to do. No, there's only so much you can like scroll through Instagram on your phone and. We did play Uno. We had... Oh, we, we brought... My Highlander game. Yeah, the Highlander game. I was going to say, I think I brought that, too. Didn't, didn't we play it? Yeah, we did. We, we, we played did. it for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should play that again. I was just thinking yeah, about it the other day. The Highlander game... It got me a board game. I'm a big Highlander fan. Yeah, it was a Kickstarter yeah, and they campaign, got it. and they, they got it funded, so... So I bought that for him for Christmas a couple very, years ago. Very fun game. Mm-hmm. So I definitely recommend if you're yeah. a Highlander fan, we're not getting paid for this or anything, mm-hmm. but if no. you, you're a Highlander fan, definitely go out and get that yeah, game. It's, it's cute. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I can follow along too. And I'm not such a nerd. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, well, okay. So if you've been in the hospital, you know, you 
sleep, but you don't really sleep very well. Absolutely not. Ever. So that's another reason why I was like, I just cannot go to work. For one, I'm worried about what's going on with you. And two, being in there is just uncomfortable. So you get to sleep, and then somebody will come in and be like, oh, I got to check your vitals, or I got to draw mm-hmm. your blood. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you do that just on a rotation. And he wanted me to stay there with him. But there was no couch or anything, so I literally would just be in the bed with him. And it was so tiny. At least we were small enough that we could share the same bed. Yeah, because that was... was, It was a tight tight fit, but we did Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are like, "Uh, who's the patient? They had an IV. They had it... I, a lot of a lot of you guys can't see me, but they had it in my upper vein on my arm. Mm-hmm. But I actually like it on my in my hand on the mm-hmm. top of my hand because I can move around easier and it feels better. And I think once you did the colonoscopy, or maybe even before that, one of the nurses kind of took pity on you and then checked to see if you had to be on the IV anymore. And then they were kind of like, "Well, you you're able to eat and everything." So they finally just, they left it in because they had to give you some medicines through there. Right. And to hook you up. I think probably when you went downstairs, they probably used the port and everything when you were being put under anesthesia and all that. But as far as upstairs, you know, she kind of felt bad and she was like, well, let me see if we can just stop it because you probably don't really need it because you're able to walk around. You're able to do all this. I remember the thing like when a a day that you weren't there and the the thing kept like pausing Mm -hmm. and breaking. And it would make annoying beeping sounds. Yeah. And Uh the nurse would have to come in and fix it. Mm -hmm. So I ended up watching them to -hmm. see what they do. And every time (laughs) they did it, I would just hit the same buttons. And then one time I hit the button and it like really beeped. And I was like, oh, man, (laughs) I broke this thing. So I ended up hitting the nurse's button and being like, oh, my IV thing's broken mm-hmm. and she actually came in and fixed it again yeah mm-hmm. i think that's the reason why she was like does this kid really need to be exactly like let me see if we can get you let off me of get this. this off and every time that you had to shower it was like a whole thing because you had to be like excuse me nurse i would like to take a shower now and they had to wrap your whole hand they have to put like the glove and then right. tape it shut and it was the whole thing Do you remember like i took a long shower like, I had a private room, and the the shower was really small. Yeah. But I, I remember when they were actually let me shower, I mm-hmm. took a long one. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was like an hour-long shower mm-hmm. just because I haven't, I didn't shower for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to wash the hospital off of me the best I could. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that was our adventure at the hospital. Yeah, it was a lot. A lot. I mean, there's so much more that we can't cram into this episode, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely a lot. But in March, we're going to be going back, but we're going to go to a different hospital. We're going to be going to the Mayo Clinic. Yes, we are. We will talk more about our experience at the Mayo Clinic, I guess. In a, a later episode. Well, like YouTube videos probably and yeah, yeah and we Instagram did a, posts. If you this is a good sidebar, if mm-hmm. you're not subscribing to our uh, YouTube channel, you're definitely missing out. It's limitless broadcasting. So go to li- go to YouTube and type in limitless broadcasting mm-hmm. and we'll pop up. 
Yeah. And we we have like day in the life videos of what we do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it, our trip to the Mayo Clinic, it will be on there soon. Yeah. So make sure you're, you go mm-hmm. and subscribe. But this will be our first hospital stay with COVID because we've. Right. We're going to be talking about, and I believe it's actually the next episode, what it's like to go to like doctor's appointments. And I kind of included procedures in there where they're in and out of the hospital. But this will be our first like COVID hospital experience. I actually got mixed up. I actually thought that that was this episode. So that's why I was getting ready to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of sidebarred me away from it. Yeah. The next episode we're going to be all about... The COVID and doctor's appointments and procedures and all that. It'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. definitely follow us on YouTube and all of our social media. Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We don't do uh, TikTok. TikToks is, I don't understand TikTok. No. I can do a reel, though, on Instagram. So I've heard that. There you go. You can kind of get behind doing a reel. So I... I get yeah. that. I heard that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in one of my other podcasts, which is probably the, the, the Pixie, Pixie Dust Twins Dust. podcast. If so, you want to check that out, too, I do that with my best friend, Ashley. So That's another podcast on our network, the mm-hmm. Limitless Broadcasting Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. So definitely subscribe. Check mm-hmm. us out. If you're interested in uh, advertising, advertising packages are available. You can hit me up, Robert at LimitlessBroadcasting.com. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in getting your message out there, looking for a way, hit us up. We have reasonable packages. And we take any donations you'd like to give as yes. well because to help us fund the shows. So that would be really great. We have a button on our website, LimitlessBroadcasting.com. And if you go to Patreon.com backslash LimitlessBroadcasting, you can also earn cool prizes for your donation, so you should go check that out as well. Yes, you can. So, I mean, we like producing content, but mm-hmm. producing content is actually very expensive. Yeah, it's and a lot of work, too. We're not like Time Warner or anything like that. <laughs> not really. We're a very small media company, so no. any donations would be great. And if you go to our Instagram account at the Painful Truth of Chronic Pain, You'll also see some links on there. We have a link tree set up where you can find the website, which will take you to our other podcasts. You can see information about those. We also have some Amazon affiliate links on there for products that Robbie likes to use to help with his pain. And we'll be doing some videos about that for Instagram and YouTube as well. So you can kind of see why he likes them, what they're all about, what they do. Very good stuff. Very cool stuff. They mm-hmm. definitely help my pain. Yeah. Anybody that's experienced pain, pain, you will definitely want to check out these products. Yep. I agree. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hand it to Sammy for to lead us out. So this has been another great episode of the Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain podcast produced by Limitless Broadcasting Company. Thanks for tuning in and listening to me and Robbie talk about our experiences in the hospital and make sure you check out our next podcast, which should be launching in about two weeks. And that one will be all about COVID-19 and doctor's visits and outpatient procedures. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain with Robbie and Sammy. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon. 